Hello and welcome to episode 244 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast, where we're never too old to play with toys. I'm Tom. And I'm Kim. And my intro sounded extra jaunty that time. I wonder if it's because we're going to be talking about toys, Kim. It was very jaunty. Yes, that was probably the reason. <laughs> nice. Yes, yeah, so we will be talking about toys this episode because Cam is at the, is it the New York Toy Fair? Is that the official title? Or? That is the official Toy Fair, NYTF, New York Toy Fair 2017. Nice, nice. So we will get into that in a moment. But first, I will remind our listeners that we're not playing around. Hi. <laughs> oh, when we tell them, they better give us maximum stars on iTunes. Otherwise, we'll see to it that Santa... Or whatever magical being brings you toys on occasion, uh, brings you some coal instead. A little, little out of season for that, I think. The Christmas threat isn't really, yeah. doesn't hold a lot of weight this time of year, but you, you guys think about that. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> anyway, before we get into our discussion of the NITIF, N-Y-T, NITIF, I'm not, I don't, I guess that doesn't spell anything. Yeah. <laughs> the toy fair. Uh, we should probably let our listeners know how we have fared in the last week with our No Toying Around Weekly Geekly Geekly Weekly Update. Cam, I think I'll let you go first again because my geek quotient is a little light again this week. No worries. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe it's been a year already. I, f- I feel like it, it was just yesterday when I we did our New York Toy Fair 2017, uh, 2016 edition. Yeah. And here I am back at the, actually at the same hotel that I did the last show from. Uh, nice. I, I actually put, we're, we're sort of doing a do-over because uh, last year we did the whole, you know, I, had, I came to Toy Fair and then I just extended my stay through the end of the week it's uh uh sorry to but burst your bubbles guys but it's it's actually thursday uh for me right <laughs> now um so toy fair runs from thursday to well I had, I had to get here on thursday last week uh we had like a yellow team meeting on friday got everything ready and then toy fair proper actually starts on a saturday and then runs through tuesday and it does that because, and I didn't, you know, this is the first year I actually, I actually like figured out why. Um, it's for the, um, it's more for retailers and, you know, store owners. Like the public can't even get in. It's not like a public consumption show. It's more of a trade, okay. actual trade show where, you know, distributors and, you know, companies and buyers and all those industry type people actually go. So instead of the traditional like Thursday to Sunday model, they do Saturday to Tuesday because, People that own game stores, toy stores, game cafes, hobby shops, all those kind of things that that come to Toy Fair, Saturday and Sunday, you know, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, those are their big nights, you know, big sure. days and big nights or whatever. So Saturday and Sunday, it's usually like a lot of the industry people, like the, the distributors and stuff that have like a nine to five, they work for Hasbro or this or that or whatever. That's who you usually see on Saturday, Sunday. And then Monday, Tuesday, you see all the hobby shop owners who are traditionally closed on Mondays anyway. And then, you know, take Tuesday off, basically. So so it ran through Tuesday. Um, you know, the festivities go into the night, Tuesday night. Wednesday, everybody leaves, essentially. I just sort of hung around, moved hotels to uh, the hotel I'll be with my companion in, and uh, walked around the city, saw some cool nerdy things, went to a couple game places, went to a couple nerdy shows and this and that. So, you know, just did a bunch of things in the city. 
had some food, and then uh, you know now I'm back in my hotel and uh, doing the show. But uh, but yeah, basically my week has been consumed by uh, the Toy Fair with Yellow uh, Yellow Games, my uh, awesome client and uh, and uh, employer for as general counsel. So we had a, we had our best Toy Fair ever. I'm happy to report. Um, we doubled our our goal sales goal uh, like on the second. Well, we we basically more than doubled our sales goal, and nice. uh, we beat our sales from last year like on the second day, essentially. So, so, it, was, so uh, it was awesome. So uh, this being a trade show, I mean, this isn't like nerds walking up like I want to buy this for my collection. This is like uh, actual like stores and merchandisers coming up and like purchasing your like placing orders for your products or how does that work? Right at, at, at traditional you know cons like Gen Con, all those whatever uh, origins, etc. Like you, we have you know a big stock of inventory, and typically we're releasing a game or games that for that con, you know. Okay. So we have like the new hot game and everyone wants to come buy it and you know we have a we have a, a you know a big inventory and we sell individual pieces to customers at that show at this show we don't sell anything to anybody like in hand there we just okay. bring we just bring maybe you know 15 or 20 of our games that we you know the newer ones the better ones or whatever not the better ones but the, you know more of the newer stuff and we have demo tables set up but it's for demoing to like like i said the the big store, you know, the store owners, the hobby shop owners, et cetera, and they buy in cases, you know, to be shipped after the show. So they'll okay. come up and they'll say, well, I really love Welcome Back to the Dungeon. Um, I want a case of that. I really love King of Tokyo. I need a case of that. You know, so so we sell, it's, you know, corp to corp direct sales, basically. Okay, and, but and you're not you have, you don't have the inventory with you there. You're going to ship from your warehouse to there. Yeah, we store, have nothing. Okay. We have, yeah, we okay. have absolutely nothing with us except those individual games we brought just to break open and show people. You know, in case okay. they don't know how to play. So, so there you go. Yeah, so that was cool. We have we had a couple of new games coming out, um, or that just came out. We have a game called Mysterious Forest, which is based on a uh, a online graphic novel called The Worm World Saga. Uh, a little guy named Jonas, and he's going through the uh, the uh, the mysterious forest to defeat the evil Draconia Queen. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a pretty it's, it's a really good game. And it's, I mean, it's more of a younger person, younger kids game, but it's it's still pretty fun for adults to play. That's the yeah. great thing about Yellow. Our games are all like, even though like games might be you know for kids, like a lot of people, you know, a lot of older people love them too, like Tortoise and the Hare, which was on tabletop. Like I love that game. It's 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 in our like tales and games like children's line, but you know adults play it all the time and have a great time. Uh, Will Wheaton and I believe Allison Hayslip did that on tabletop. They loved it. Nice, um, nice. So that we had a game called The Legend of the Wendigo, which is more you know sort of a, a memory matching game. And which then, is about Chuck Wendig, the guy, the author yeah. who. Who needs to come Better, back on our show? Who needs to be back on our show pretty soon? Uh, I'm yeah. getting annoyed. <laughs> yeah, well, he just—I think he just released his third, his third Star Wars of the trilogy uh, that he's doing, his third Star Wars book. I mean, that's cool, but doesn't he want to like hit the big time now? I mean, isn't it time to quit messing around? Well, if he really wants—if he really wants that book to sell, he needs to come on right. the show. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, you get, Star Wars is cool, but it's not going to carry you, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, then we have a game called Pyramids, which is coming out, which is really cool. It's sort of a card uh strategy game but you're building pure you're building a pyramid you're building an obelisk you're building a burial chamber um all through like drafting basically so cool. it's pretty, pretty fun yeah really fun games 
So yeah, that was it. Toy Fair really consumed my life. We, um, you know, you're there basically eight to six every day at the convention hall, and then you, you know, uh, you know, you get invited to parties and happy hours and this and that, and you go to those, and then you, then there's after parties and this and that. Um, I, uh, should I wait for that? Should we wait till we get into the meat of the show to talk about that big party, or? Yeah, I think okay. that's <laughs> that. W let's build up to the party during the meeting yeah. of the show because okay. I'm intrigued by this like cool. sweet toy industry party you were at. Yeah, no problem. All right, so yeah, <laughs> so that's it basically. It's been uh, basically uh, New York Toy Fair uh, consumed my life. Now I'm on a little mini vacay. My companion's coming in tonight. Uh, her flight lands in a couple hours. I'm gonna go pick her up, and then we're gonna spend the rest of the weekend doing nerdy stuff uh, in Gotham. Man, that is. Uh... That's a tough life you lead, man. You go to, a, <laughs> you slog it out at a toy fair. It consumes your life. Then your lady comes and you spend, uh, you know, some time together in, in the big city. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a friend today, and it's like I'm very lucky. I mean, it's like next month it is another show in Vegas, and the month after that is a show in Orlando. I mean, I literally every single month I'm going to a show. You know, either in Vegas, well, New York and Vegas, those are I guess two sexy places, but like, but then it, then I'm you know then I'm going to Ohio and Indianapolis, which aren't not you know they aren't terrible i mean those are those are good towns but um you know i i love to travel anywhere so it's cool so basically every month i'm traveling somewhere for a show or for for you know for some kind of nerdy event so i'm pretty happy about that that's that's the good life a, a lot of people i pr think probably dream of that cam so yes. you're living the dream i am very lucky yes, i'm very blessed and you have and you have a fiance, so you can do these things and attract women. So yeah, well, I mean, not not so much. I attracted one, and so that, well, that's I, all. I guess that's good. <laughs> I mean, that's better. That's better than the average, isn't it? For, for <laughs> yeah. our crowd, <laughs> right. you only need to hit the target once, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's uh, so that's that's my weekly. Nice man. That was a that was an update for the ages. And, uh, <laughs> Hopefully it makes up for the lame one I'm about to deliver. I, well, you know, we are now here in uh, Bremerton, Washington, which is close to uh, Seattle, but not Seattle. So it's a little bit different vibe here. We're getting kind of settled in. It's, it's been, what, a week? I don't remember when I got, it's like all a blur. How long have I been here? One week, two? I don't even at know. At least, at least. Um, uh yeah, yeah, I, I would say I've been here for like, I think we think we've only been here full time for like two weeks. Anyway, so here we are. We've got the dogs and we're painting and we're fixing and we're doing like every single thing we want. And I get the idea like there's an old I'm very particular about my toilet. Okay. <laughs> I need I, I like a comfortable elongated bowl toilet. There's uh, there, a lot of th there has to be a bidet attachment. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen for me to be pleased with the uh, toilet facilities anywhere. So <laughs> So of course I embarked upon this uh, project, thinking I'll you know I'll go grab a toilet. That's phase one. Then I'll add the uh, other attachments later. And are you familiar with the? I mean, you may not be, but you're familiar with these like bidet attachments you can add to toilets. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they ha it depends how fancy you want to go. You can go. You can go what I call full Japanese, where they're like war you know warm uh, heated seat warm water heated dry like the whole nine yards mm -hmm. um or you can you know step it way down and just go to like a simple mechanical um you know bidet that works off water pressure the latter is a much more reasonable solution the former is for serious toilet users okay so of which i consider myself one so first things first before you get into your uh washlet as that 
piece is actually called. You have to lay a foundation with a quality toilet. <laughs> and so I, we, we go to the home, we go to the store and I'm like, oh, they're not gonna have anything that fancy. But we find this American standard uh, clean activate touchless flush toilet. Nice. And what this thing has is a little like sensor on the side of it. You just wave your hand when you're ready to flush and it flushes. So I'm like, sweet, no problem. And we're like at this major department st- or a major hardware store who is not a sponsor. So I probably shouldn't mention him. It was Lowe's. <laughs> and uh, I go over to the install department and everything goes smoothly. Their computer's down. But she, the lady takes everything down on paper, gives me the, you know, the invoice and all that. We schedule a delivery. Everything's cool. So we come back here. Life goes on. We continue to paint, prime, all the little projects. Uh, and then the big day comes for the toilet to be installed a couple of days ago. And the plumber shows up, like takes the old toilet out. I'm happy to see that thing go. And like takes a look at what the toilet needs to attach to. And it's like, oh man, like I, I don't think I could do this. Oh, you better no. call in. Yeah, like I think he had the expertise, but he was under contract with, with Lowe's at the time. So, you know, the scope of the work is I put a toilet in, not I, you know, put in a new flange and all this other stuff that needs to be added. Right. So he's like, oh, I'm going to have to, you know, I'll cancel this job for you, but you're, you're going to have to, I, and he was too busy to come back outside of the scope of Lowe's to do it. Right. So we had to bring in some plumbers and, uh, plural, pl- plumbers, plural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because a company sent out a plumber and he had to call for backup. Oh my God. <laughs> and this was, uh, at first the guy was like, look, honestly, like, you're, and then he went down in like the semi-finished basement and like the, the plumbing is all like wacky. Like there, there was a lot of like do it yourself add-ons to this place. Oh no. And, uh, a lot of plumbing at right angles and stuff, which doesn't really make sense when you're moving waste products through pipes. But yeah. <laughs> so they were like, look, that's, that'll be a problem down the line, but let's just get this fixed. So they were able to be resourceful enough to get us like a, some kind of a flange adapter or something, got our toilet installed. And now I have a sweet touchless toilet. I go in there sometimes just wave my hand near it to flush it. Uh, <laughs> Just for fun. I'm, I'm like mesmerized by it. My companion's like, you know, you're wasting a lot of water. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I was going to say, isn't that a uh, waste of water or what? It's a massive waste of water. But this is a uh, an efficient, uh, you know, high high efficiency toilet. So it doesn't use a lot of water gotcha, per gallon. Gotcha. So it makes, it makes up for it. That makes up for it, yeah. Now the, uh, the waste of water is going to come when I get the bidet with all the features. Uh, <laughs> and spend a long time on the toilet. Yeah, so that's next. So we got the toilet laid down. That was way more than I bargained for. Now my bidet or washlet, depending on what you want to call it, budget is somewhat more constrained. So uh, I will report back on that. And I guess that qualifies as a weekly geekly. I'm kind of geeking out over a toilet. <laughs> like, hey, I mean, that's geeky tech. That's technology, right? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I guess if you look, if you go for the gadget factor in anything, that qualifies. And so, for sure, um, if they had one with like a USB port in it somewhere, I would have bought that too, <laughs> just because. <laughs> I saw that movie recently with James Franco, where he's like some internet billionaire or whatever, and his like the parents come over, like uh, he's like a meet the parents kind of thing. You, you know, movie I'm talking about? Yeah, like why him or something wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw that. Yeah, was they're, that good? There, it was okay. I mean, you know, if yeah. I would, uh, you know, I would have been upset if I paid twelve bucks to see it. But you know, <laughs> I think it was a Red Box or whatever. So, or okay. whatever. So it wasn't that bad. But um, 
there's a funny scene in there because like you know he's like this internet billionaire is like a tech tech guy or whatever and his whole house is like automated he like paid the chick from uh kaylee kuwako the, the girl from uh that nerdy what's the nerdy show big bang theory uh, yeah big bang okay yep. yeah paid her to like be the voice of like his house you know what i mean what? like, like <laughs> the ai of his house you know that's so kind of cool yeah and uh there's like a really funny part where uh the dad is in on the toilet and it's like this super high tech toilet and he doesn't know how to flush it. He doesn't have to work. He doesn't know how to work it. He's like basically stuck on the toilet. Can't do anything. There's no toilet. It's a paperless house. There's no toilet paper. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't can't remember which one he is. Key is it's either key or peel. The, the, the tall skinny one. Okay. Yeah. I don't know either. Uh, but, the, yeah. tall, the tall skinny one from key and peel. He has to like go in there and try to help him like navigate the like, system <laughs> of the, it's, it's really funny. I, was I, he like a t- was he like a tech for for like home automation or something, or does he like why does he help the guy? Like, what's his? He's, he's just sort of like the like personal assistant of James Franco. Oh, okay. Of, like, personal <laughs> assistant slash valet slash like Krav Maga teacher and like you know whatever. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And he's trying to teach this guy how to use his toilet. Yeah, That's he awesome. has to go in there and, and you know it's it's the guy from Malcolm the dad from Malcolm in the Middle and from Breaking oh, Bad right. with the dad Walter White. Right, um, right. So yeah, and he's like sitting there like on the toilet, hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I, I imagine Abby having to do that for you if there's a malfunction. <laughs> That's probably going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm going to add enough layers of complexity to this toilet that if the power goes out or anything, like we just won't have plumbing. Oh, God. <laughs> oh speaking of which, I forgot to add kind of the adventurous hook into that whole thing. After the first guy came, like, mind you, like, we're we're this is there's a one toilet in this house so like we need this to work he takes the other one out he comes back he's like yeah i'm not gonna be able to do this he's like uh you guys have another toilet right i'm like no he's like oh well i can't put the old one back now um so i don't know what what you're gonna do i'm like okay we had to go to a hotel we like pack up the dogs and like go stay in a hotel did you really Uh, oh i thought you guys were able to get the other like guy there that same day he came the next day and then, so the first guy came the next day and couldn't like quite do the job and had to call on backup. And then they came this morning finally and got it all installed. But yeah, Holy we were like crap. refugees, like going to hotels. Holy and uh, I yeah. freaking call Lowe's and tell them they need to pay for some of that hotel. Money. Well, uh, you know, they, they did refund. I mean, we did go by Lowe's and I was expecting honestly, a, a, like a, a, a little pushback, but they were like, Oh, we'll just refund the whole install. Sorry about that. I'm like, Oh, okay. Thanks. So we, the guy did haul away our old toilet and we didn't pay anything for the install. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I could probably go after him for the, <laughs> for the hotel, yeah, but is I'd it worth like, it? Yeah, man, I'd, I'd uproot my whole life and live in a damn hotel for a night. <laughs> That's or true. Two, whatever, you know? I mean, I guess from their perspective though, could the guy have known, like he couldn't have known that the flange was all rusted out or maybe they should anticipate that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this this can't be the first time that's happened. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. I'm coming for you, Lowe's. Yeah. Cam, you're not a litigation guy, are you? So like, I'm not, nor am I, nor am I licensed in in, uh, your your, your state, state, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding, Lowe's. If you want to be a sponsor of the show, I'm completely satisfied with the toilet. Yes, and... we will. We will drop the lawsuit if you <laughs> yes. if you pay us one hundred thousand dollars to be on the show, to be a sponsor. Right, right. Your prompt your prompt refund was appreciated, as is your sponsorship dollars, and then completely unrelated. So, <laughs> anyway, that that's my story. Kind of geeking out over toilets and uh, getting a place in order so that I can have a life here with my lady, my dogs. Yeah, man, that's it. And. Uh, 
that's all the news in my life. It's all, it's all crap. You might say, but, uh, I know there's, I know there's, <laughs> I know there's a crap load going on in the world at large. And so I thought maybe we could dedicate a segment to that, a segment called the news extravaganza with intrepid reporter cam or the crap extravaganza, whatever you, Ooh, whatever also you prefer. <laughs> um, uh, crap would work. <laughs> yeah. So straight out of like the James Bond, the, you know, books, uh, and movies. Um, did you see that, that, um, North Korean half brother, the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong Soon, I think is his name. Um, his half brother was killed in a uh, in, in a, uh, a Malaysian airport. Yeah, uh, so wasn't he like killed by like a deadly touch by like some assassins or something? Yeah. So at first they were thinking that it was like they stuck him with some needle or something like that. But then they like went back and looked at the video and you see these women like running up to him and it's like female assassins too, which is awesome. It's like, I mean, well, it's not, I mean, assassination is not awesome, but it's like, you know, it's funny that it's like, you know, it's like, you know, Natasha from Russia, you know, the, the, like, you know, the female black widow, but like she, these girls like run up, these women run up to the guy and like wipe his face with something and then like run away. And it's actually, it was actually confirmed today that it was VX gas or VX nerve, like whatever. Um, which is like, I've only ever like, I didn't even know that was real. I thought it was just like something they said on TV. You know what I mean? Um, and apparently that's how they killed him. Um, and you know, people are like not understanding even why this even happened. First of all, like when's the last time you heard of like some like crazy assassination going on like that? Like, uh, that, that just barely ha- like, I mean, I'm sure it happens, but like, you never know that that's what it really is. You know? I, I mean, like a few years ago, there was a, maybe, maybe more than a few now, there was a, some Russian dissident was killed by having like radioactive uh, material. Yeah. I remember yeah. That. yeah. 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 But like, that was still never proven though. They, they're, they're pretty sure that that's what it is. Right. But like, you know, they don't have a video or they don't have like, you know, proof that like someone just like ran up to the guy and like, you know threw some plutonium on them. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. <laughs> it's like this they, they saw. They, like, they're pretty sure because the guy like got radiation poisoning and died that that's what it was. But like, they didn't know, like, you know, they don't know who did right. it or why. But this, they saw it. Yeah. So, so I, that guy, I, I mean, have, is the video public? Like, can you witness the assassination? Oh, for or? sure. For sure. It's, it's all over the internet. So how, how do they, do they approach him? Like they're come, coming to hug him or something? Like, how do they get close enough no, to No, no, they, they came up like behind him. It was almost uh. like they tried to like chloroform him sort of. Like they came up behind him and sort of like wiping his face with some like this, like this thing or whatever. Wow. Wow. And he, yeah. and this is the brother of the di- dictator of North Korea? Or? Yeah. Yeah. He, his half brother, I guess they have uh. the same father, same mother. I can't remember which, which, but I mean, any suspects that come to mind for you about who, who may have been behind the assassination? Right, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently the people that they caught are North Korean, and, and I think. And, like, it's um, – but, like, people are scratching their head because, like, this guy like this guy has already said, like, look, I don't give a shit about North Korea. Like, I don't want to be there. Like, I don't want – that's why he wasn't there now. The guy just wants to travel and hang out, you know? Well, I think yeah. he sort of, like, had left because I think he was scared anyway, you know? But, like, the guy has publicly said, listen, I got – I don't want to take, you know, I don't want to be in North Korea. I don't want to like take over. I, I have no political aspirations. Like I just want to hang out, you know. And uh, apparently, he must have done something to piss the guy off, to piss the, you know, them off. Yeah, maybe he forgot his birthday or something. Probably, I think that was it. <laughs> 
So wow. they killed they killed him. Um, the search for the thirteenth Doctor rages on. Oh, okay. People are really, really, really uh, are really, really interested. Uh, of course, like who the new Doctor is going to be. Um, you know, there's been a lot of names thrown around. Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, he's he, too he's too manly for the record. Yeah, he is very he is too. He, but but a lot of people want a woman to be a doctor. Yeah. The new yeah. Doctor, which you know, that's, Me too. I think that's a long time. I mean, it's the thirteenth Doctor already. You know what I mean? Like there hasn't been a woman yet. So you, you know, know you know my vote, Cam. Yeah. So. Well, I guess Neil Gaiman, the writer and uh, you know uh, intellectual, I guess. Sure. Uh, he wants. I don't know why his like, like why necessarily he's got like such a strong opinion, but or you know such credibility. But he's come out and people are like really taking uh, taking to heart his recommendations. He wants some um, Gillian Anderson. The 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 remember X Files the 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 female lead. Oh yeah Scully, yeah 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 Scully yeah. yeah. He wants her, or he wants Helen Mirren. The uh, the famous British actress, who I believe I think, she plays. Um, speaking of James Bond, I think she plays Q or, or oh yeah, mo- yeah, mother or mother, whatever you know. Yeah, she'd be good. She'd yeah. be good, really good. And uh, is the other one uh, British? I didn't realize that the X Files lady. She might be. I okay, think she might be. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, you know, my vote for the the next Doctor. I mean, we've gone over this, right? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I mean, I, I, I will do it again. I'm more than happy go to ahead, go to let, bat. Go ahead, let us know. Just more than happy to go to bat for not only a woman, but an American woman. Let's go with Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, yes, yeah, I know <laughs> you want Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, I'm going to say Allison Hayslip, so we can say that we had the Doctor on our show. Actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, we could just point to Wendig again. I, I, I know I go back to this well a lot, but we catapult people to new heights of fame. So if she's interested in being the 13th Doctor, she better get back here for our 250th episode. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people are throwing around Tilda Swinton as well. They're saying she's the new favorite. Tilda Swinton. I got to look these people up. I'm so bad with actors yeah. and actresses. Tilda Swinton. Um, she was like in the Chronicles. She was the Ice Queen in Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, yeah. She She'd be was, cool. Uh, and Doctor Strange, yeah, like she's people are, and she's British as well. So people are really thinking that. I could really see her in the role, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think she sort of looks like Matt Smith, but like as a woman. You know what I mean? Like right. she looks like the. the so uh, so yeah. So let's see what happens. Um, speaking of roles, uh, they leaked, or well, it wasn't leaked, but. Uh, Disney put out a uh, photo of all the the core cast for uh, for the for the young Han Solo movie. Coming Ooh, out. okay, nice. Yeah, shows Woody Harrelson. Shows the new guy that's going to be playing uh, that's going to be playing Han. Um, they uh, they have Donald Glover, which is, I think is Danny Glover's son. He's going to be Lando. Okay. Um, Amelia Clark is going to be in it. Um, she is uh, Khaleesi. And uh, Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones oh. on HBO. All right. So she's going to be in it. There's a couple other people that I don't really know. Um, but uh, And then there's a guy in a Chewbacca suit in the picture. So who knows who he's going to be. Uh, might, be the same, <laughs> might be the same guy that's always played him. I don't know if he's still around. But um, but yeah, so uh, so that's cool. So we sort of know who the cast is going to be. We don't know for sure what some of their roles are going to be. Like they know that um, obviously we know that Woody Harrelson is going to be in it. But we don't know like what exactly his role is going to be. It seems like he might be some sort of like – 
I don't know, like an advisor to Han or like a mentor type figure. Okay. People, people are speculating. So that'd be cool. Uh, and speaking of space um, and uh, sci-fi fiction, um, Mystery Science three, uh, Theater 3000 is coming back. To, oh. uh, they're coming back with new episodes. They're going to be out on Netflix in April. I don't know if you were a fan of MST3K when you were growing up, but I... I, I, I was, big time, yeah. yes. Yep, and wow. the, the picture they show has Patton Oswalt in there. I didn't. I don't know if he was in the old one or the more, more recent ones, but, uh, but it looks like he might be involved there. Nice. Um, so that'll be cool. And then, um, Tom, do you like mayonnaise? Uh, am I Caucasian? <laughs> well, I guess mayonnaise cafes are going to be popping up in Japan. I stand um, corrected. It's yeah. not only a Caucasian thing, yeah. right? <laughs> I guess it's a different type of mayonnaise. It's it's a little, you know, it's obviously Japanese mayonnaise as opposed to American mayonnaise. But um, now, why do you think these are sort of like pop-up things? They're not necessarily like, you know, going to be a, like, they, I think they did it last year for a limited, they're like limited edition, limited run, like little ca- pop-up cafes. Um why do you think they're doing this? Like, like, why do you think people are doing this aside from the love of mayonnaise? Why is there a proliferation of these mayonnaise cafes? Yes. Once a year. Uh, this happens yearly or well, just I, guess, I believe this is going to be the second year that they're doing it. Um, maybe I have no idea. <laughs> I can't even come up with anything. So, they're doing it because they want to encourage people to eat more vegetables. So they're saying, <laughs> put mayonnaise on the vegetables. It'll make it taste better. And then you'll get your vegetables. Well, yeah, but that kind of <laughs> yeah, you're getting mayonnaise. Exactly. To defeat the purpose. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh you, wow. We love, the, we love the Japanese. We do. Uh, by the way, the the mayonnaise associated with Caucasians is a pretty is a stereotype, right? I've heard yeah, that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I just yeah. want to make sure. Okay, yeah, I want to make sure I wasn't the only one. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, so eat your veggies, kids. Deep yeah, fried with mayo. Exactly. So they'll only be they'll only be open for like a month or two, but uh, hopefully they'll get people into veggies. Oh, and I forgot. You know, when I I meant to tie in with my um, Doctor Who story, um, when I was in Cardiff, Wales. They have like you know Cardiff is where Torchwood is and like or what was filmed and it has a big tie to the whole Doctor Who universe. Yeah. And um, they have this big you know they have a, they have the Yanto's uh, Yanto was a guy that got killed and they have this like big like memorial to him even though he's like a fictional character it's really cool um, and they have this thing called the Doctor Who Experience there and it's awesome I went there last year when I was in uh, when I was in uh, Wales. Um, but apparently their lease, they, they, they do it basically, BBC does it in, in like conjunction with the city council of Cardiff. And they actually sublease the building where the, or they lease the building from them, uh, where, you know, where this whole Doctor Who experience is. And uh, apparently the lease is coming up and they don't know whether or not they're going to extend it. So people are all up in arms, you know, they don't want the Doctor Who experience to go away. So this is a big petition going around and, you know, people are... Uh, are petitioning the the council to keep the Doctor Who experience, and so I encourage all of you that love Doctor Who to write, shoot an email to the Cardiff Council, do you know, post on Facebook, do whatever you got to do to try to raise some awareness for this. Because mm. I, I I think it's awesome, and it should stay around. I mean, I've got a not having even experienced the Doctor Who experience. I have an alternate 
an alternative proposal, which is that we evict these Dr. Whovians and have the Red Dwarf experience there instead. That's cool, but like, you know, we can have the Red Dwarf. Why, why not have both? You know, the red, I mean, you know. Uh, well, I don't know. I was just trying to like, yeah. <laughs> I, was just try, I was trying to make, make just trying to stir up some controversy for the sake of rating scam. Oh, no problem. Yeah, screw Dr. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my final story, uh, just to sort of bridge the gap into um, New York Toy Fair. New York, of course, uh, well, if you ask any New Yorkers, I'll tell you that. But uh, many people believe New York is the center of our universe here uh, uh. as a human species. Um, I don't believe that. I think, uh, you know, Broward County, Florida is. Yes. But, uh, yeah, um, the universe uh, at large is a smaller place, uh, just a little bit. Um, NASA uh, announced this week that they have found seven Earth-like planets with temperate climates that are orbiting a star nearby. And they believe that that configuration is probably the best I guess the best uh, hope they've ever found of there being a, you know, a, a, at least a habitable climate for us and then a uh, maybe even life. Aside from, awesome. Yeah. They are all uh... they're in the so-called Goldilocks zone, which is like, you know, not too hot, not too cold. Um, it's 39 light years away, um, which is going to be tough for us since we don't have FTL <laughs> faster than light travel. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, it's it's still exciting though. That is pretty exciting. 39 light years. So I mean, I'm just trying to think of like, maybe we achieve half light speed and then, you know, it takes 78 years. So, you know, with some life extension technology, you can get people there. Let's do this. Yeah. It would be like that passengers movie where you sort of like go into cryo sleep or whatever and you know? Right, or you just build a ship where like people are like just living and dying until they get there. Basically, you know what I mean? Like they, they can program. That'd be fine. Yeah, you know that'd I mean? work too. I mean, you load up a guy with just one dude with a bunch of ladies, and I'm sure you'd, <laughs> <laughs> you'd get every guy on the planet signing up, and none of the, and none of the ladies because the nerds signing up for that would be repulsive. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, so that's the news, and. Um, I'll pass it back over to you, Tom. All right. Well, uh, got some universally appealing news there, Cam. And uh, glad that you uh, have the perspective of being in the center of the universe. Well, the other center of the universe, uh, which is New York City. It's, it's a close second to Broward County, Florida. Let's just say that – no, no. Let's not even get that, like, ridiculous – both Broward County, Florida, and New York City are in the Goldilocks zones of important places in the universe. How's that? Very true. Very true. Okay, there we go. All right. <laughs> that, pretty sure that was really stretching some astronomical terminology to the limits, but my point is across, I hope. Uh, okay, so I guess with the news now out of the way, we need to get into the meat and taters of this week's episode. And I am of course curious to know all about the show. I want to know what went down, what didn't go down, what you saw, what you experienced, everything just laid on me. And I will hit you with questions as we go. So New York toy fair is at the Jacob Javits center in New York city, which is a huge sprawling convention center. I don't know if you've ever been Tom. Um, It's where they hold pretty much all of the, 
big conventions here in 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 New York, and uh, it's already outgrown it. I mean, it is they already have certain offsite locations like Hasbro and Mattel. Like they they're so big, they take up so much space. They have uh, like you know alternate satellite places as well, um, just because there's not enough room. Um, it is like a million billion, however many square feet of just toys everywhere. Wow! I mean, it takes you hours to walk the whole the the whole place. You know, they've got like five, four or five, five or six different levels, and each level is you know huge. And I mean, anything and anything you want to find in terms of toys and gaming and that kind of stuff is, is found here. Um, and uh, there was some really cool new things that came out. Um, I know last year the big splash was the life-size BB-8. Um, ah, yeah. Yeah, this year um, some of the coolest things they came out with that I saw that I just made a little short list of um, were pretty cool, I thought. There is a – so Lego – is really like made a big push this year. They had Lego Batman coming out this week, I think. Right. Um, and they had a, I mean, they had a huge, and these companies, Tom, they, 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 I mean, even like, like Ty, who like does Beanie Babies. Yeah. They have like this big, huge, you know, area. Um, but like the big boys, like Hasbro, Mattel, I mean, they, they take up whole floors, like I said. And wow. Floors are like, and, and like, at the beginning of the show, I said it's like not open to the public. Um, so not only are those like places not open to the public, but like you can't even get up there if you're not like basically invited or, or at a certain level of badge, basically. Oh, because yeah, and a lot of these guys they they have their 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 booths, which I mean, and I say booths, and these things are taking up like you know twenty, you know what I mean, like a thousand square, like you know twenty thousand square feet. They're huge. And they've got them closed and all you really have is like an entryway where someone's sitting there and like if you have a meeting or whatever, you can go in, but otherwise you can't because they have like such super secret toys and, and prototypes and things like that that they have in there that they don't want even people that are at the con to see. Sure, sure. So so you were not allowed to go in these top secret uh, areas? Some of them I was not. One, a couple of them I was able to sort of get my talk my way into just because either I knew someone or they were just like, all right, oh, so you're an attorney. All right, that's fine. Go ahead. You know. <laughs> okay, um, nice. Yeah. So I, uh, uh, yeah, I got in. I saw a couple things. I mean, I'm not going to like, you know. Leak you can't it. even talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to leak anything. I mean, that, that would be shitty. But like, uh, just in, in, in terms of the things that they released themselves, um, there was some pretty awesome stuff, like um, the Etch-a-Sketch, right? That's not a new thing. But now they've come out with a new Etch-a-Sketch that actually can do a circle. Oh, cool. So, like, remember before you had to, like, sort of, like, turn both knobs? Like, you were, like... Yeah, to try. You know, to try. Yeah. 12 years old, trying to play with the girl's boobs. You know, like, you know, <laughs> right, for, right, right. For your first ever experience. Yeah. So, like, um, that uh, that is something they came out with, which is pretty cool. Um, they have this awesome robot that you can make. Um, you basically make it, and then it's like you make it out of Legos. Ooh, okay. So you, so you build your own robot out of Legos, and then it like actually works as a as a, uh, a you know as a cute little robot that follows you awesome. around, and you can control it or whatever with an app or your you know or or a controller. That's um, really cool. It's super cool. They they've come out with a inexpensive, durable. Um, like uh racing drone so wait yeah. oh 
you mean like to do those like drone races through yeah, like hoops and stuff? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. It's really cool, and it even comes with like the face rig, where like you know you're like, v, like a VR face rig basically. Wait, so, like, okay. So, so, so you're like seeing it from the drone's perspective, basically. Yeah, you're like really like you're like in the, in the cockpit, basically. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, it's, I I want one. Spin Master. Um, those typically run like upwards of a thousand over a thousand dollars and they're like you know you run one of those things into a, those things go haul ass you know so yeah, like yeah. You, you hit something and you're you know you're basically putting that whole thing back together um they so spin master um who one of their brands is air hogs which makes the millennium falcon drone which i have at home i, I got from tim for christmas uh it that's who is putting it out and it should be out later this year for a hundred bucks so for a hundred bucks, oh, really? you, yeah, you can get into the FP. They call it FPV racing. Um, okay, so I mean, theoretically, theoretically, I could open all the doors to the house, and if I was good enough, I could like fly this thing through my entire house and out the other door at like crazy speeds. Yes. Oh yes, that that is what I want to do. That is what I have dreamed of doing since, like, with every like toy airplane I've ever had. Oh yeah. I mean, have you seen those drone races on TV that they have? Like, it's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, it's, it's like, insane. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I don't know that this one is going to be, like, quite to that level, but it's, like, the, you know, it's, like, the entry level, basically. Cam, do you remember um, the the Super Air Nintendo game? And there was a sequel, I think, for the GameCube. F- F-Zero, like, the futuristic racing game. Yes. I, For some reason, like, I think that's, like, Nintendo needs to, like, get some drones produced in in that vein and then, like, let people like have like real life f-zero races well i mean it would be awesome to like if they would cross promote each other you know what i mean like yeah. like I, I don't know why these toy companies haven't cut you know nintendo haven't struck a deal they should. already that like hey look you know you provide your content and your 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 basically your your characters and we'll provide the technology and we'll let someone be able to like really play uh smash brothers in vr or whatever yeah or, or, you yeah. know what i mean like with like a real like like thing you know what i'm saying like a T- like a like a bouncy drone or something like that or like you know yeah. mario kart with something you know like air mario kart like, like yeah with a drone. it's like how, the, how cool would that be it's like that toys to life concept with the amiibos and stuff but like take it to the next level now yeah, right yeah, yeah. i think that would be nice. freaking amazing well you you've got the uh inside angle so pitch that yeah that's what i'm saying i mean these guys should all hire me um <laughs> Um, so Hasbro came out with a amazing, huge, giant transformer. So it's a T-Rex that turns into a spaceship and that also becomes a city. So it nice. sort, of, sort of looks like Grimlock, but like then like it, it transforms into like this huge, they call it the Trypticon. Oh, Trypticon. Yeah, that that's an old school guy too. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, okay. a, it's a new Trypticon. It can devour smaller Transformer to- toys whole and store them in his stomach. No, it cannot really. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. How big is this thing? It's the largest Decepticon toy made thus far by them. Wow, wow. Because So Trypticon, I'm pretty sure there was a toy. Well, I've at least fought Trypticon in a, in a Hasbro Transformers video game, so I've heard the character before. I want to say there may have been a toy... Yeah, yeah, this is the um, new updated Trypticon. Okay, version of that toy. Okay, so you got to. Do you remember the other robot that turned into a city? I um, don't oh, remember the name of it, but yeah. Oh, that was Omega Supreme. Oh, okay. So okay. I wonder. I wonder if that's coming next. That's awesome. Yeah, it is really. It looks really awesome. Um, it's but it'll set you back 150 bucks. 
No problem. I got not, uh, unlike my childhood when I didn't have 150 bucks. Now I'm ready to blow it right now. <laughs> um, again, though, they had another BB-8 that's come out because the BB-8s that came out before, like they were functional, but they were like really like primitive. They, they couldn't really like, do, do a lot. Like the one, I, the one I have. You mean? Well, the, the one, one we, you... yeah, the one we have. But like also, yeah. they have even the life size one was pretty limited. Apparently, this one that's coming out is it's like really really good. Um, they're supposed to be really good. Uh, they call it the BB-8 Buddy, and he'll be out uh, in the fall for 230 bucks. Well, will he like follow me around and be my friend and stuff? Or yeah, have yeah. It's got like a follow mode. It's got like a RC mode. It's got like a pre-programmed mode. It's got got a bunch two, of two 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 thirty. You said two fifty. Two hundred thirty. Two hundred thirty bucks. That seems pretty reasonable for for a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. So all those really cool classic Star Wars figures that like cost like a billion dollars if they're still in package um, from back in the day. Um. They are re-releasing those. Oh. So if you want to scoop up the old Han, the, you know, the Leia, the Luke, whatever, they've got all those classic games, uh, or classic games, they, uh, the classic toys um, that they're putting out this year for Star Wars 40th anniversary. Whoa. You think that, you think the Vader and the Luke will have the little lightsaber that retracts into their hand and then comes out? Do you remember that? I mean, that would be amazing. I'm sure. I don't see why not. If they could do it 40 years ago, they should be able to improve, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually won't uh, break as long. Yeah, they should be able to make like a missile that doesn't shoot down some kid's throat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. Well, that was Boba Fett that yeah, had the, yeah, the, yeah. the killer yeah. missile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that would be cool if they could come out with that. Um, so they came out to cross over with. Um, the Justice League movies coming out. Um, they have a really awesome Batmobile. Ooh. Um, it's got like augmented reality that simulates a huge explosion. Um, it's got a smart. It's got a smartphone app. It's got a camera in the cockpit. It like oh. smokes. Like you could do like like a spy hunter like smoke screen. I think. Um, it, it's it's really cool. I was just going to ask if you had a cockpit view. This, this this notion of being in the toy, like this is a dream come true. Yeah, it, it looks amazing. And that's that's from Mattel, I believe. Is that um, affordable as well, like the BB-8? doesn't have the price. I don't know. What, they, they didn't release the price yet. But, I mean, it's got to be on par. I, I couldn't see it being more than a couple hundred bucks. That's cool. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm about a thousand now between Trypticon, the BB-8. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. This, right, okay. Um, so that, it, it would be the Batmobile. Um, yeah, they're, they're coming out with a bunch of other stuff too. You know, they're coming out with uh, some really cool Wonder Woman toys. They're coming out with some Pokemon stuff. Um, so Mattel, Mattel's on the ball. So they're they're doing a lot of merchandising around the Justice League stuff? Yeah, it, tons, it looks tons, like. tons of that, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, because cool. that's like a huge franchise for them, the Batman Superman. Yeah, yeah, DC yeah. That's, universe, you know? that's awesome. Um, the, uh, so if you have a baby, you can get the Aristotle. It is the uh, Amazon Echo Google Home like equivalent. Oh. So it comes with a camera that, that with a, uh, that, so you can basically like have the camera it, you, and it, it, it's sort of like the Nest, like I have at my house. It's like a, uh, it's just a camera with a smartphone app, but right. it also is connected to the internet. So it can like interact with the kid. The kid could be like, who's the 16th president of the United States? And it will like tell you, you know, it'll tell the kid. Like, so the kid can learn, you can watch the kid. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. So it's like Amazon Echo, Google Home. 
for babies, essentially. And but yeah, and you can shock the kid. Like if the kid doesn't answer, it, it can quiz the kid and then deliver a mild shock if he gets the answer wrong. Yeah, exactly. If he's being a jerk. Um, and so, and one of the things that is near and dear to my heart, which I thought was really cool, um, the uh, do you did you ever have a Lionel train growing up? I did, yeah, of course. Yeah, I loved Lionel trains growing up. I mean, I had like I almost turned into one of those guys that like turns his whole house into like, a train. <laughs> set, you know what I mean? And um, then you and then you found a lady, right? Exactly, <laughs> right in the nick of time. Woo! Narrow, um, narrow, narrow miss. Yeah. Um, but um, apparently, yeah, Lionel has updated their trains, so they're bringing them into the 20th, uh 21st century. They're 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 gonna have trains with apps. They're gonna have mini locomotives. Cockpit um, mode. You can you can basically do everything through the app uh, or Bluetooth uh, with your trains now. I mean, I know I keep saying it, but I used to get down on eye level with my train set and try so hard to be like in the train yeah. as it would go around the track. Like, they, they, give me a cockpit mode now. I can finally like have my train go through tunnels and stuff, but yeah. actually see what's going on in there. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, that they, is awesome. They've got so many like really cool things coming out. Nice, man. I'm excited. I'm like, I want, I want to buy all these toys or, or have a kid. So I have an excuse. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the kid cause you won't be able to buy as many toys, but <laughs> well, I got to buy them for the, for the kid. I yeah. mean, the kid's got to be able to have a good time. <laughs> They're necessary. Oh man. Oh, I man. Am, yeah. I am looking forward to all these toys as well. I was trying to like, you know, sweet talk and schmooze and try to get them to give me some free ones, but it didn't work very well. Were you, so there yeah there were no samples given out were, were no, you, could, no 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 not at all yeah were you allowed to play with them at least or were they just like on display or demo um no you i mean they had some like displays out like like last year they were walking around with the bb8 you know like things like that you can see it but they're not going to like let you like like control it you might like run it off the <laughs> run it off a cliff or something you know no, no nobody nobody gets like okay like the buyer for toys r us doesn't get to play with the bba oh like, i don't nobody... i mean i don't know what goes on in their meetings okay probably, okay you yeah know what i'm saying but just freaking cam you know <laughs> okay yeah cam from yellow they're they're not letting you know man i i see i think you got i think you have more pull than you think you need to be i am the general counsel you know, yeah, you're like, yeah, whatever, guy. We like one of our toys like outsells your whole company. Get out of here. Oh, like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Record um, sales, Mister. Record sales. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, at the toy fair, it's it's funny how you really see, like, how much the toy industry dwarfs the board game industry. It's just humongous. Yeah, I mean, like the board game industry is huge, like, and it's getting bigger. Like as we know, like there's all tons of like. You know, new games coming out. The, the 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 you know, it's really exploded over the last you know five ten years. But I mean, literally, like even the biggest board game company is like one product from like Hasbro or Mattel, and like wow. not even that like big of a product. Like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like a, a good game will sell over you know, like Ticket to Ride. It took Ticket to Ride ten years to sell three million copies. Like a, a mildly successful toy run is, you know, 3 million basically. Right. 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 Like, like the wonder woman, uh, you know, lasso set will sell that. Yeah. And that, know, yeah, exactly. And that's like ticket to ride is like one of like the biggest selling games of all time in the board game industry. Wow. Yeah. Just different, different. I mean, you've got a huge legion of demanding screaming, uh, you know, consumers out there and kids. Yeah. Whereas with, uh, you might have screaming 
<laughs> consumers I mean, with yeah they, they might act like screaming kids but they're adults right 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 they're not cute enough to get to, to get somebody to buy them something so yeah <laughs> so unfortunately uh you know that's uh, that, that's how it is but you know i mean it's 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 cool though i mean it's still cool i mean technically part of the industry the board that's why we go yeah uh, at yellow um and we you know we're really trying to get uh um, you know, people understand that. Yeah, they're toys too. They're just toys for adults. Right. And well, kids can play oh, too. Kids too. I mean, yeah, kids, exactly. They should be encur- they should be encouraged to play. Yeah, actually, I, I I agree. I uh, think it one hundred percent increases like, just like I think comics really increase a kid's like just IQ or you know development. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if and when I have a kid, I definitely will be giving my kids comics like growing up. Uh, you know, you know, like I don't care how much it costs. You know, I mean. Because I know when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of money, but my parents, like, always made sure I was able to get some comic books every week, you know? Yeah. Even yeah, though, like, that was probably a strain on their pocketbook. You know, here's five, ten bucks. Go get something, you know, go get an X, go get the new X-Men, go get the new whatever. Um, and I really think that that really made a, a big difference in my development and, and playing games as well. I agree. I mean, yeah, my mom would, for me, it was like the different, like, little, well, I, lo- I was way into D&D. And yeah. then there, yeah. there were little novels and little stories that you could read in the choose your own adventure books, like different, yeah. just anything to get me to read. She was all about. So yeah, we weren't loaded either, but she would, you know, that, I think she felt better about that than buying me like an insector or something, you know, like a, some kind of a toy. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, toys are cool. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I think kids should have toys, but uh, I mean, nothing to me, nothing is better than your imagination. You know? No, it's true. That's true. Um, so I'm using my imagination now and I'm, 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 I'm thinking about the, the toys industry. So obviously there's toys, what we traditionally think of as toys. And there's a lot of electronic gizmos that are, that are now, you know, still essentially toys and tabletops in the, in the constellation. Is that, is that pretty much it? Like video games are not considered toys, right? That, or is that like its own separate industry or is that represented as well? Yeah, it's pretty separate. Um, like Square Enix was there. Okay. But I mean, they, you know, I, I don't know that they were necessarily showcasing their, their, I didn't spend a lot of time at their booth, so I didn't really know what they were pushing. But uh, I think they were more pushing their like physical products, like in conjunction with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they sell like collectible toys for grownups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's what they were pushing. Cause I, I walked by and I looked and they had a bunch of like really cool like fig- figures, like, you know, in like really cool glass cases or whatever. So nice. I think that's probably more of what they were doing. Um, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the, I think the video games, they sort of take the position that it's like, it's not a tangible thing. It's more of a, you know, it's, it's just in its own box basically. Okay. I was kind of, curi- I was kind of curious, but um, yeah. And like CES, yeah. CES is typically the big one for that. You know, that, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's the tangibility. I think that's the dividing line because in my mind, yeah, I don't consider video games as part of the toy family. Um, right. It's it's still for entertainment, but it's something like between toys and like movies or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, like, what's your day to day there? Like, so you, I mean, I'm assuming you're not going there. Uh, well, I have no idea. Like, what what are your specific duties? Like when you're at the sh- these shows, Cam, I mean, you're not lawyering while you're there, are you? Um, yeah, sometimes like, you know, a, okay. lot of, a lot of times we'll meet with, you know, we might, well, I don't want to break 
you know, any attorney client. No, no, like <laughs> of course, yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, sometimes they might have some legal things they want me to take a look at or deal with or whatever. Um, the uh, also uh, we um, were there, like I said, it's more of a presence thing than anything else, you know. Right. And also, you know, that's you know, there are a lot of people that deal with yellow and that are you know that you know we've known forever and the, and that the CEO COO of the company's known forever and you know a, a lot of times there might be maybe not like deals made but sort of like you know we might be talking about certain things or whatever that we're doing together already or might be doing in the future it, it, it's not just i mean sales it, we do sales there but the sales aren't really you know what drives us it's it's more to like connect with the hobby owners the the, the store owners and the distributors sure. or whatever and you know, figure things out with them and, and, you know, what's working, what's not working, what can we do to help you, that kind of stuff. So it's, okay. more, it's more of a schmoozing thing than anything else. Like the sales are secondary because they can always order from us directly or from like we have distributors or whatever if they, if they order through a distributor. Right. I mean, that you know, I guess that's true of any industry show, right? Like, you, sure, you could do everything online or via, you know, the telephone, but getting all the getting the industry together in a place and having the the interaction, I think, uh, greases not not greases a lot of wheels. Uh, gets a lot of things done. Gets people communicating. You know. Yep. And so. you, and you never know like what the you know uh, what like will fall in your lap. You know, like we we actually had something that sort of came up that was like, wow, that could be really amazing if we did that. You know, because there's people that walk around there that have no idea what yellow is or what, you know, about board gaming. They know toys and, you know, the board games that, right. they, that they know are like Monopoly and whatever, you know. So they see that and they're like, wow, like, that's pretty amazing. Like, you know, uh, th these games are pretty cool. Like, maybe they could work in conjunction with one of our toys or maybe they can, could work in conjunction with one of our brands or maybe you can turn one of your brands into something with one of our products or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's, 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 it, that's really what the show is for. Uh, that that honestly makes sense, and you know there are a lot of games that get like reskins for different uh, IP. So right, exactly. Um, yeah, that that that's one of many uh, lucrative interactions that I'm sure takes place on the show floor. Yeah, and and it, and it's good just to be there. Like I said, just for visibility, we had a big big booth, like right, you know, on, a, on an end cap, like very visible. Um, and, uh, you know, so a lot of people walk by and they're like, well, hey, you know, we met a lot of people from a lot of different industries that you wouldn't otherwise meet, you know. Nice. Nice. Um, was uh, did, was yeah. Trump there? Trump was not there. I believe he was in Florida, oh. wasn't he? I don't know, or he's playing golf. Or uh, he, he like he went to Florida like last week with the Japanese prime minister. And then I think he canceled this week's trip to Florida. So uh, I was thinking maybe maybe because he wanted to swing by the toy fair. And see you, but I wasn't sure. I mean, listen, he might have been at uh, he might have been at Trump Tower. I, I don't know. I didn't. I, I haven't been there, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I mean, look, if he would have been anywhere, he would have been at that big party I went to that I told you about. Yeah, actually, yeah, that, that's what I was building up to. I, I was, I think, I, I think I was trying to spin some kind of a VIP angle there, and then and then yeah. just get into the party. But my segue failed. So yeah, you posted. Uh, I don't know if you posted or you sent us like uh, some photos of this crazy party you were at, wasn't it? Yeah. So Spin Master um, is a company that, I mean, they have a million things that you, I mean, you probably don't know if someone says what Spin Master, you probably have no idea, but their IP, you definitely know. Like last year, their big hit was Hatchimals. 
Remember those things that like you like cared for and then they hatch? Like it, it was like the Teddy Ruxpin of like 2016 for, oh, yeah, for, for yeah. Christmas. Like okay. it, people were like beating each other up to get them or whatever. <laughs> um, nice. They also have air hogs, which is like probably the leader in what we just talked about in, 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 new, in basically entry level, basically drones that normal people can buy. Not just like crazy uh, FPV drivers or whatever. Um, they've got Angry Birds. They've got Etch a Sketch. They've got the Disney license, the Star Wars. So they got all Star Wars toys and things like that. They've got um, so not just Star Wars, but like the uh, like cars. Remember, you know, the, the movie Cars or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got that. They've got like headbands. I don't know if you ever seen that game, headbands. Uh, but that's a, that's a that's a pretty cool uh, pretty cool game. They got like. Uh, Dis- Monsters University, Minecraft. So like they're making toys and, and all sorts of products like with all these um, like na- household names. You know, you know what I mean? And so needless to say, they're not, they're not hurting for money. And they threw a party, which apparently they do every year. I didn't make it to the party last year. I didn't even know about it, but I, I, I did this year. I got invited. And um, I look. I've been a corporate attorney for more years than I care to admit. Um, it's you know almost two decades now. You know, going on you know hopefully hopefully going on two decades, and um, even and I've represented huge, huge, huge household name clients. You know, in the banking industry and in the, in the corporate industry that that anyone would know, and I've never seen anything like this. Like wow. the the money that they spent like. Put it this way, like, okay, I, I, I've I been to a party in New York where someone rented out the whole restaurant. You know, if you've ever been to Rockefeller Center, you know where they have the ice skating rink? I know of it because it's iconic, but I've never been there. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, you, I'm sure you've seen it. Like, they have the ice skating rink. Yep. Well, like, yep. on that same level, like, I don't know, if people, if you haven't been there, you don't know, but, like, there's, on that level, there's, there's like, a couple restaurants that actually, like, are on the same level as the ice skating rink. So like you can sit there and eat and watch the people ice skating by the window. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I, I, I've seen a client rent that whole restaurant and then rent the whole ice skating rink for like three hours or whatever. So that only their, you know, people from the party can go and, and skate on that rink. And that's like ridiculous because people wait for hours and hours and hours to get on that ice skating rink, you know, especially wow. in, in Christmas time, especially, you know? So, that was uh, that like if people have asked me what's like the coolest like client party you've ever been to that used to be my standard answer now well this is it's been not my client but now i have to say that this is like probably the coolest thing i've ever seen they rented this club like right in like right off Times square so this wasn't you know some like crappy venue like way out of the city or you know somewhere in the hood or whatever i mean this is like you're talking about right not even a few steps from Times Square. You just basically wow, okay. turn, turn down one of the little streets and it's right there. And it was like four or five stories tall inside. So like each level had its own music, its own DJ, everything. But it was all the same club. Um, it was completely rented out for the whole night by Spin Master. And wow. So you think about how much a New York nightclub in Times Square, a whole club, yes, yeah. in a night, you know what I mean. They had to have paid at least that, probably more, to rent that out because you didn't even you didn't even need like a ticket. You just walked up and said, "Hey, I'm with Spin. I'm at this here for the Spin Master party. Okay, come on in." 
Like you, you're gonna just been a bum what? on the street. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and you go in there, free coat check. So they took care. They picked up the tab even on the coat check, which usually is four or five bucks. You know, whatever. They picked up the tab on the coat check. You go in there. It's just a massive club. Every floor is massive. Totally packed with people. It wasn't even like it was like you could you could barely walk. There were so many people in there. I, I would say conservatively. 2,500 to 3,000 people in that Wow. Place, right? Wow. Wow. Open bar, 100% open bar, whatever you wanted. You want Johnny Black, you know, you want whatever. All right, there you go. And like they had little like satellite bars that they opened up because there were so many people. So just it definitely would, would have been like it was already a mob scene at the regular bars, but then they had these little satellite bars opened up where just they just put a bunch of stuff out and had like people standing there. Every floor, they had four or five of these gourmet food stations. And I'm not talking about like chicken nuggets and chips and salsa or whatever. I'm talking about like gourmet, like shrimp on a stick, like, um, you know, those, you know, like those little spoons, like the gastro, whatever, like little spoons of like whatever, like a re uh, reimagined uh, egg roll, you know what I mean? It's like, but it's all like sure, a sure. or something. I mean, it was like some gourmet shit, like, and a ton of food. It was like, not just like a little thing. There was like 25 selections of different things you could get. Um, and there was like four or five of those on each level. Wow. That's um, crazy. Then they had these robots walking around and they were like robot photo booths. So like the guy, yeah. the guy was a robot and he's like walking around and he's got this camera on his shoulder and like he, you walk up to him and you're like, hey, Mr. Robot, I want a picture. So he's like, okay. And he like presses his chest and then like it takes a photo. On his chest is a big, like, it was like a 20 inch TV or whatever. And it showed your picture. And then you just, <laughs> you just like type in your, your text or your, you know, your number or your email address. And it immediately just shot it to you right there. That so is the guy talking through like a like a voice thing so he sounds like a robot or oh, is it like no, just no. like a you can't hear the guy it's like music oh okay the music was too loud but like you know I was just like ad libbing you know what I mean like you're just like hey yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're like making the motion like hey I want a picture and he's like okay and he just like looks at you and okay okay snaps the photo that's, that's awesome man yeah and that guy's walking around and like um, not only that that but was like, one of them like malfunctioned and like literally there was a guy there within like five minutes like. He completely like it was like a tech guy and came and like fixed it right away. Wait, okay, these are guys walking around with suits on, right? With yeah. all this gear. Or, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It wasn't like real robots. Okay. It was like a person. I, I well at this toy thing. I, I mean, maybe yeah, it's yeah, a top yeah. secret toy they're coming yeah, out. That would have been amazing. No, but it was a guy like in a like robot suit. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. We need to when we do Ganza Fest this year, we should see who that uh, vendor is and see if we can get them to to do our event. I mean, that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen is like a walking photo booth, basically. That's really, right. Because no, photo booths are the thing now. Like everyone wants a photo booth at their event. Right, and, you know, right, whatever. right. And like that was that was amazing. All right, so forget. Let's do it, man. Ganza Fest 2017. Let's get those yeah. uh, robot photo booths. Yeah, well, we can do it at the Ren Fair. <laughs> <laughs> robot from the future. <laughs> No way, Ganza Fest, you know, our yearly festival for yeah, Nerd Strap Ganza fans? Yeah, absolutely. That we've never had? Yeah, <laughs> I just that's like in, in our mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, we, we wine and dine our several clients there. Yes. And sponsors. Um, <laughs> no, but it was, uh, that was, that was, that was, I was blown away. Like, I mean, I, nice. I, 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 I couldn't fathom, I can't fathom how much they must have spent on that. I, I, I would conservatively say, 
it, I, I, it had to be in the six figures. You, you didn't try the special uh, cocktail, did you? You know what that is? No, what is the special cocktail? It is actually a blend of uh, vodka and the collected tears of whiny brats. Yeah. <laughs> who, who funded that thing? Yeah, yeah. 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 Who, 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 who funded that whole party by demanding all the toys yeah. that they make? <laughs> Um, and it was cool too. They had like all these, vi- like all these video screens playing like all of their like social media and like, I mean like these, like their toys have been like on Jimmy Kimmel, like, you know what I mean? Like on big shows, right. like Ellen and like Oprah, whatever. So like they were like showing all that stuff or whatever, like on the video screens. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was massively impressive. It, is it, is this like, I mean, I get the impression this is like a, you know, not your daddy's toy company style. Are these like the cool guys of the industry? Or? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably why they do it. And, and the funny thing was, it was like, you know, the whole place was filled with like these industry types. And I, and I was just thinking of like, you know, I go to like at least six or seven board gaming cons and I've been to like parties, you know, like last year I went to the Japanime party. Um, okay. It, yeah. It got a little wild, like, you know, People were drinking and like, you know, some people started dancing, like whatever. But like, it was nothing like this. You know what I mean? It was like in the basement of like uh, one of the bars at in Indianapolis. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it, it was like basically a bunch of gaming, like board game nerds, like had a little too much to drink and sort of playing, you know, started jumping around. Uh, right, um, right. <laughs> and like, I mean, the big, you know, the, the, the only like shocking kind of thing was like, they have like a pretty Japan anime, you know, obviously they do like all these, uh, you know, they pick up a bunch of IT from, from J- or IP from Japan and they make games, right. out of it, you know? So like they had like, they had like the prettiest anime princess contest, but it was like, you know, guys dressed up as princesses that, I mean, they had like a <laughs> rack of like, you know, dresses for you to put on. It wasn't like, you know, people showed up like that. So it was just like a fun little thing for them to do or whatever. But like, that's like the extent of like the craziness I've ever seen. Mostly at those cons, you see people hanging out playing board games. <laughs> you know right, I mean? right. Here, like, it's a totally different mix because, yeah, you might have some nerds that like toys and like games and stuff like that, like me that go there. But for the most part, it's it's like business people, you know? It's like salespeople and distributors and, like, people that really don't care about what they're selling. Well, I mean, I don't want to say that, but, like, they could, They don't play with it. They could do the same thing you know, at any company, probably, you know what I mean? They could sell plumbing parts just as well as they can sell toys, probably, you know what I mean? Right, right, so right, like, right. The yep. commodity is not necessarily what, what they're there for. It's they're there for the sales and the business or whatever. And uh, so these guys just were like going crazy. I mean, they, they were like getting hammered and like doing all kinds of, you know, flips in the, on the dance floor. And like, it was just, <laughs> it was like, it was crazy. Man. It, was, it was like your office party, your Christmas office party times a million. We need to, uh, well, first of all, my Christmas office party was in like January this year and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, there were like eight of us, but <laughs> yeah, I guess times a million would be about right. Yeah. It was I like, again, like I, I can't stress it like enough. Like I've, I've I've never seen anything like that before. That was, I was blown away. Cam, and I, you got it. I am, I am very hard to impress. Well, you've got to bring that energy to the next, to the next more traditional gaming con. And like, we're going to, we're doing it up like the toy industry. Now we're going to party. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, if I had, if, if I had an unlimited budget, I could do it, but just, well, you know, Cam walking in there with, you know, <laughs> you know, a six pack and, you know, some, some like glow sticks isn't going to cut it. 
Well, the Nerdstravaganza, we we have a certain budget for entertainment. Yes. So we'll uh, we'll see what we can put together for you. All right. That budget's like a dollar fifty. I was gonna say that but... that pack of lightsabers is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this oh, party man. started. <laughs> Nice. So what's next for you? What's the next show you're going to in service of uh, Yellow? I am going to Gamma in Vegas. It's the uh, Game Makers Association, basically. Okay. That's uh, the one that our friend uh, Brian Dalrymple from the Adventure Game Store goes to, yeah, right? Yes. Brian, I believe, is the secretary of Gamma, and yeah, uh, he, he will be there, yes. Yeah, goes to is not exactly right. He is the secretary. So yes, nice. he is the secretary. And actually, the uh, COO of Yellow is the vice president of Gamma. So that's pretty cool. Oh, whoa. I didn't realize. Man, you are like basically, you're like a president pro tempore of Gamma at this point. Like uh, if I, those I, guys bump, <laughs> right? Yes. If those guys buy it, you're in. Yes. I am the, <laughs> uh, what, the, the, the Coke brothers of, uh, of the gaming world. <laughs> I, I'm behind the scenes pulling the strings. Nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice, nice. No, no it just, uh, yeah, it just, it just uh, happens. So happened to be that way. That's cool. All right. Well, we are looking forward to seeing how you bring the party to Gamma. That that that's the goal. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I could do it anywhere, it'd be Vegas, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, you're in Vegas, so. Yeah. Yeah. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but you'll be able to hear about it here on this show, listeners. Right. The problem is, like, you know, there's a dress code for the all the clubs in Vegas. And like, oh, is there? Yeah. So I don't know that, like. Many game, so like many gamers would be able to pass the doorman's mustard. <laughs> so, so <laughs> including myself, uh, I include myself in that. Your 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 typical uh, your now heavily faded tie dye dueling dragons T shirt from Universal Studios in 1998, right? And, uh, and your with sweatpants, car, yeah, sweatpants, <laughs> and your Crocs. Or, or not That's gonna, not gonna. It's no. not gonna cut it. No. You might be okay. able to get in, but you're gonna have to spend like. Two grand on bottles. <laughs> Bottle service. Uh, Place your order before you yeah, Exactly. They want your credit card up front. <laughs> That's funny. Nice. Well, all right. I'm still holding out hope that you're going to uh, you're go- you're gonna bring the party so- by hook or crook. So. You never know. You never know. Yeah. I, kn- I do know. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's how we roll here at the Gantt. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Nice. All right. Well, anything else? I think this was a pretty... Um, you weren't really trying to sell the convention because it's not like it's open to the public, but I think you might be encouraging some people to get into the industry so they can go. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like people in the gaming industry, you know, people, our audience, you know, anyone who would want to listen to our podcast would probably want to know what goes on there. I mean, it's really it's really cool. It's sort of an inside look. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention was that, and this is just because I love it, but um, they're coming out with a new couple new DC deck builders, which is awesome. Oh, nice. And they're finally putting out, this is Cryptozoic, the company. Um, they're finally putting out, I don't, know, I don't know if you like if you like Smash Up, but Smash Up you know, is a pretty big game in the industry. And it, Smash Up and I think Red Dragon and a couple companies have sort of come out with like these big boxes. And they're they're not there's no game inside of them. They they might throw in a couple promo cards or something, but it's really just a big organizer for like all the different sets of like Smash Up or Red Dragon Inn or whatever that you have. Um, and so DC is finally coming or Cryptozoic is finally coming out for that with that for your DC deck builder. So it's gonna oh, nice. be like a big big box that you can put all your all your DC deck builder sets into. DC deck builder, the game I have enjoyed losing at every single time more than any other game 
Well, it's funny. I, I, I that game. I love the game, but it'll always have a like a soft spot in my heart because if you remember, like when we first, well, when I first started coming to the to the, you know, when we first started doing the game nights or whatever at uh, the Adventure Game Store, that was like one of the main games we played. Man, I remember us staying yeah. there, and I mean, you too. I, I remember us staying there till like four or five in the morning one day and playing that game. That game's awesome, and I, I, I'm. I, I don't know how to put it. Like I'm not gifted at, at, at tabletop or card games or anything like that, but, and I played pretty much uh, true to form, but I still enjoy that game. Like I just have a good time playing it, even though I lose all the time. Like I said, so. <laughs> well, that's a sign of a good game that you have a good time. Even if, uh, even if you don't win, right. It doesn't help that I play with some ruthless bastards. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Is this a thing I should do? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah totally told me that, you told me that so I could lose. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Not try uh, to let you win here <laughs> but uh but yeah so that's uh that, i'm looking forward to that this year nice man nice all right so a little personal highlight for you and a perfect uh way to wrap up i guess unless you had anything else uh no that's it i think uh we can wrap up this game industry centric oh. uh episode all right, let's box and shrink wrap it. No, okay, yeah. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, with all that said, then, well, I don't, I don't think I should conclude the episode with all that said. No. <laughs> but I will conclude the episode by saying, Dear listeners, though you may not be in the Big Apple with Cam and about to enjoy a night out on the town after several nights out on the town yes. with game industry luminaries, you can nevertheless live vicariously through Cam every week by checking our podcast out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or really any other pod-catching venue through which you catch podcasts. Yeah, uh, spin on over to YouTube and check out all of our video content. Just type Nerd Travaganza into the handy dandy search bar and all of our videos will come up. Uh, master our website, nerdstravaganza.com. Uh, which is an exciting website for you to peruse. And leapfrog on over to the to your Gmail and send us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and let us know what you would like to see in terms of upcoming episodes and what you thought about our Twitter episode. All right. And you heard it from Cam. Those are your instructions. Assembly not required. All that is required, in fact, to end the episode is for Cam to take us away. Uh, if I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. <laughs> New York, New York. Beautiful. I love I'm, it. I'm not going to say. Start spreading the news. Yes. Wait, is that even the same song? Uh, I think <laughs> so. I'm pretty sure that is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That, that is. <laughs>